listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now let's listen in. Father, you are just awesome, Lord. You're so good, Lord, to us. Thank you for grace and mercy. Thank you for peace, Lord, that you give us. Thank you for life that we have in you. Thank you that we know you, uh, Lord, live in us and through us. and It's in you that we have our being, Lord. So we just thank you, Dad. Thank you that we have the privilege and the joy that we can come uh, to you, Lord. We can come, we can just come into your presence boldly, Lord, that we can come before you, that we can crawl up into your lap and we can uh, just hear your voice and uh, we can commune and fellowship with you. And so we just thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, I've got so much stuff going on in my brain right now um, about things to say, um, a lot of it, I hope, is Jesus. Some of it may be me. Um, in fact, I'm probably sure some of it's me. <laughs> so, you know, the cool thing is, um, if you're a follower of Jesus, who lives in you? Jesus, the Holy Spirit. God lives in you. And, um, you know, the, the awesome thing is, is even if uh, some of what I say is not him, it's me, um, you have the ability to know which is which, <laughs> right? Um, that's the good news. You don't, I mean, I think I remember reading somewhere where Jesus said when he leaves, the Holy Spirit's going to come and live in us and he will guide us into some of the truth. <laughs> He'll guide us into how much of the truth? All of the truth. So if the Holy Spirit lives in you, you can depend on him, and um, well, I'm just trying to decide where I am going today. Um, we live in a time right now <laughs> in this country where uh, we each need to hear Jesus. Amen. I mean, we, we need to hear the Holy Spirit, all of us. We need to hear what God's saying. What's he doing? What's he doing right now in us? What's he doing in our country? What's he doing in the church? What is he saying? What's he, uh, what's he want to say through us? How does he want to use us in his kingdom? And how can we be light in his kingdom? Y'all have heard me say over the last number of months many times that the greater the darkness, the brighter the light shines. And... Um, we get to shine, folks. We get the opportunity. We have, you and I, as followers of Jesus, have, I've been here 60-something years, seven, I think, coming up on eight. Um, I don't ever remember a time since I've been alive that we have a better opportunity to be light um, in the middle of darkness. And we, um, we get to shine. And I don't, I, I don't care... Um, it just doesn't matter to me what political, well, that's not true. It does matter to me. Um, but it matters less than to me, <laughs> less to me what political persuasion you are than it, than it does to me. Are you following Jesus? Are you shining? Are you letting his light shine? Are you in the middle of, of all the stuff that's going on? Are you 
Are you, are you shining? Is Jesus shining through you? Can people see Christ in you? What do they see? What do they, what do they see in me? What do they see in my responses? What do they see in how I handle myself in the middle of this? Are they seeing Jesus? Are they seeing something that is, that is quote, Christian? Are they seeing something that's our own agendas? Who, what are they seeing in me? Okay. Um, and I hope that's a question you're all asking of yourselves. What, what, what's, what's my, what are my friends? What are my neighbors? What are my relatives? Because I listen to me. It, this is a, this is a good time to get into a debate, right? I mean, it's real easy to jump on a side and, and fight it out and duke it out. And I'm telling you, there, in my flesh, that's what I want to do. I, I like a good fight. <laughs> in my own flesh, in my own strength. And I, 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 I want to be careful that I, don't, that I don't jump on a bandwagon just because I think it's the right bandwagon to jump on. I, I want to be careful that I'm speaking the voice of the Lord when I'm speaking. Amen? Yeah. And we could just end right now because that's the sermon. <laughs> but I'm not because <laughs> I'm going to bring some more to it. Um, Normally, normally last Sunday, but we weren't here, so normally this Sunday, which is the first Sunday of the month, of the first Sunday of the year, I normally bring a message along the lines of vision, and what are we going to do doing this coming year? And I, hopefully I'll get to that next Sunday. But um, I had planned on, you know, for the last three weeks doing that, and so um, again, when I do get around to it, it'll be one of those sermons that y'all need to bring your lunch and uh, be ready to camp out, but um, I, I felt very strongly uh, beginning two days ago that I needed to go a little different direction this morning. Um, how many of you remember me asking you back in December uh, to read the book of Luke one chapter a day? Y'all remember that? And I, I'm thrilled, man. Many of you guys have told me that you did it. That's awesome. I, I love the fact uh, that you follow through with that. But I, um, on December 21st, <laughs> I was reading uh, in Luke chapter 21. And as I read this passage, I was reading it in the, pan, in the Passion Transist, Translation. And as I read it, God just really stirred it in me. Um, and just... Uh, just he just stirred it in me. Have you ever had that? I mean, you ever just read some part of the scripture and it just jumps out at you, and, and it's the Holy Spirit just speaks it to you. I actually took it and went online and copied it and posted it on just a word uh, thing in Word where I could keep it right there in front of me. Read it almost every day since then, and I just had the sense that the Lord wanted to say something through it. That passage, I'm not sure what all, but I know He wants to say something. So. What I want to do this morning is I'm actually going to read that passage to you, Luke 21, so you can turn in your Bibles there. Um, if you have it on your phones and you can get the passage uh, translation, you can pull that up. I don't have it on the overhead today, but, um, but you can find it, Luke 21. Even if you don't have the passage, you can follow in whatever uh, translation you have. My, my plan is to read it all the way through without comment. Um, that's hard for me, so y'all pray I can make that happen. Uh, but then I'm going to come back and have comments. So um, this, let's follow along. Let's get the whole gist of this passage. Um, basically, this is uh, Jesus talking um, and speaking about the end times, the end of the age. 
Um, verse 5 says this. That's where we're starting in Luke 21, verse 5. Some of the disciples remarked about the beauty of the temple. They See, I'm trying not to comment. <laughs> they pointed out all the lovely adornments and how it was built with excellence from the gifts given to God. Jesus said the day of utter destruction will come to everything you admire here. It will all become a heap of rubble. Master, tell us, they asked, when exactly will this happen? Can you tell us what warning sign to look for, and when is it going to take place? Jesus responded, deception will run rampant, and many will appear on the scene saying, I have sent them, or saying about themselves, I am the Messiah. These doomed day deceivers will say, the end of the age is now. Here, but listen to me, don't let any of these impostors fool you. There will also be many wars and revolutions on every side with rumors and more wars to come. Don't panic or give in to your fears, for these things are bound to happen. This is not the end yet. Jesus continued, and he said, There will be upheavals of every kind. Nations will go to war against each other, the kingdoms against kingdom. There will, be a terrible, there will be terrible earthquakes and seismic events of epic proportion that result in famines in one place and after another. There will be horrible plagues and epidemics, cataclysmic storms on the earth, and astonishing signs and cosmic disturbances in the heavens. But before all of this happens, you will be hunted down and arrested, persecuted by both civil and religious authorities, and thrown into prison. Y'all ready to sign up for that one? <laughs> and because you follow me, see, I didn't make it without comment, did I? And because you follow me, you will be on trial before kings and governmental leaders as an opportunity to testify to them in my name. Yet determine in your hearts not to prepare for your own defense. Simply speak the words of wisdom that I will give you that moment, and none of your persecutors will be able to withstand the grace and wisdom that comes from your mouths. You can expect betrayal even by your parents, your brothers, your relatives, and friends. And yes, some of you will even die as martyrs. You will be hated by all because of my life in you. But don't worry, my grace will never desert you or depart from your life. Stand firm with patient endurance and you will find your soul's deliverance. When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, you will know for sure that, is the that the devastation is imminent. At that time, all who are living in Judea must flee to the mountains. Those who live inside the city gates leave and flee, and those who live outside the city must not enter it seeking refuge. For these will be the days of God's vengeance to fulfill what has been written against Jerusalem. You will be it will be extremely difficult for pregnant women and for those nursing little ones in that day, for great persecution and wrath will rise against this nation. Many will be cut down by the sword or scattered as prisoners to many countries. And Jerusalem, Jerusalem shall be trampled down by nations until the days of the world empire comes to an end. Isn't that, man, isn't that exciting? <laughs> Expect to witness amazing and perplexing signs with the sun and the moon and the stars. The raging of the sea will bring desperation and turmoil to many nations. 
Earthquakes will bring panic and disaster. What men see coming to the earth will cause the fear of doom to grip their hearts, for they will even see the powers of the heavenly realm shaken. And at last, when you see the Son of Man come, surrounded with a cloud, with great power and miracles, and the radiance of his splendor, and with great glory and praise, it will make you jump for joy, for the time of your full transformation has arrived. Jesus gave his disciples these parables. Haven't you observed the fig tree or of any tree, buds and blooms? The season is changing and summer is near. In the same way, when you see these prophetic signs occurring, you realize the earth is yielding to the fullness of God's kingdom. I assure you, the end of this age will not come until all I have spoken has come to pass. Earth and sky will wear out and fade away before one word I speak loses its power or fails to accomplish its person, purpose. Be careful that you never allow your hearts to grow cold. Be careful that you are not caught off guard, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the worries of this life, and that day will come upon you suddenly like a trap. Don't let me come and find you drunk or living carelessly like everyone else, for that day will come as a shocking surprise to all. Keep a constant watch over your soul and pray for the courage and grace to prevail over these things that are destined to occur and that you will stand in the presence of the Son of Man with a clear conscience. Each day Jesus taught in the temple and spent his nights on the Mount of Olives and all the people came early in the temple courts to listen to the words he taught. Dad, I just ask you to speak, Lord, truth to us out of your word. Highlight the things that you want to say to us. Um, help us hear what you're saying, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Those of you who have been around very long know I'm not typically one that um, preaches on the end of the world <laughs> uh, or preaches about the second coming or preaches when that will happen. I spent many years in seminary listening to when it was going to happen. Um, that was a lot of years ago, and it was supposed to happen then, and we're still here. Um, we've actually been in the last days, according to Scripture, since when? Since when? Yeah. Since the New Testament was written. They talked about they were in the last days then. They, the Christians thought, they, most of them thought they weren't going to live a generation. Okay? When it talks about the, the temple being destroyed, many th one of the things you need to learn when you're reading prophecy in Scripture, that a lot of times prophecy is twofold. It's talking about then and it's talking about things to come. Okay? Part of this prophecy was talking about then. Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. It was in 70 A.D., I believe. I got that address, that address, that year, right? Um, Jerusalem was surrounded. The walls came tumbling down. Uh, there was destruction everywhere. So a lot of this prophecy was speaking specifically to that time. But it's also speaking to the future, to the end of the age. And one of the things, let's just go back through this. I want to hit a few highlights and then say a few things and, um, and we'll close. Um, the disciples, let's go back to five, remarked about the beauty of the temple. And then in, nine, in verse 9, let's look at this. It says, There will be also be many wars and revolutions on every side with rumors of more wars to come. Have you heard any of that? <laughs> Are there any wars going on right now around the world? Are there any wars going on right now in America? But then look what he says. Don't panic or give in to your fears. Don't panic. This is what I want you to hear. 
and the time we live right now and this day, the date, December, December, January the 10th, 2021, the word for us is don't panic. You with me? Don't walk in fear. It's easy to walk in fear. People want us to walk in fear. The left wants you to walk in fear. The right wants you to walk in fear. Everybody wants you to walk in fear, mainly the enemy. <laughs> He's the one that brings fear. If you have fear in your heart, it's not Jesus. Try that again. If you have fear in your heart, it's not Jesus. Okay? It's not the Holy Spirit. He's not given. The fact is, I think I remember Paul saying something about that he doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. Okay? We can, and here's the key. In the midst of, of the midst of when the world looks crazy around us, does, will you agree we, it looks crazy right now? In the midst of that happening, as believers in Christ, as followers of Jesus, we don't submit to fear. We, it, it'll knock on your, it will knock on your door. It'll want you to question. It'll want you to walk in doubt and unbelief. It'll make you want to know what's going to happen. What, what's the end of all this? Is, is the end of the world coming? It, literally. <laughs> is, is, is America doomed? Are we done for? Is, is the church ended? Look, look, there's a lot of people now today that are, quote, leaders quote people that you would know names if I call them to you that would make you believe that this is the end of the church in America we're done because our man didn't get in I'm serious if you pay any attention and listen to anybody you'll hear that being said if it's not directly said it's absolutely implied look at me <laughs> we ain't done. <laughs> That's good English, but it doesn't mean it's not correct. We aren't finished with. We, Jesus said this. He made this statement that the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. The church isn't going anywhere. In fact, if anything happens during this time, the church will rise up. If anything goes on, the church is going to shine brighter now. It'll shine brighter over the next four years. I don't care who's in the presidency. The church can shine brighter. Okay? We can stand up as the church and, and be the church. Tell people about Jesus. Look at me. People need Jesus. <laughs> I'm never going to get through all this. Don't panic <laughs> or give in to your fears. Let's go on down. Verse 10, there'll be upheavals of every kind. Have we seen any of that this week? Nations will go to war against each other, kingdoms against kingdom. Now listen to me. There's kingdoms in this country, kingdoms, that are warring against each other right now. Okay? Kingdoms will war against each other. The results will be in famine in one, in one place after another. Look at what it says. There will be horrible Plagues and epidemics. <laughs> Hello? Is there a worldwide epidemic going on? Now, some of us would believe it's not as bad as the news media makes you want to believe. Some of you, again, you can be all over the place with this. Some people just absolutely believe it's all a bunch of 
baloney. There is no such thing as a pandemic. Some of you believe it's the end of the world coming. If you don't do this, this, and this, then it's the end of the world. The truth is typically what I found in my life is typically somewhere in the middle of that. Okay? You with me? I mean, I'm just, look, you need to know where I'm coming from, okay? I could, I could very easily jump over over here to the, to the, to the conspiracy, okay? I mean, I, it doesn't take much to jump me over here. I could jump to that side that there's a conspiracy theory behind everything, okay? Amen. <laughs> the reality of it is there is, but not behind everything, I don't think. Everything's not a conspiracy theory. I, is there a conspiracy? Do I think there's politicians in our country that get together behind closed doors and try to plan things out that are different from what we want? Do I think that's going on? Absolutely. But everything isn't that, okay? Just, and just because somebody says it is doesn't mean that it is. I started this off with saying, who lives inside us? Jesus, the Holy Spirit, he will lead us into all truth. Pay, pay, when you read something, boy, oh boy, oh boy. When you read something on Facebook, that doesn't necessarily mean it's true. I know it's a shocker. <laughs> I want you to get, people will, jeez. <laughs> people will say stuff. I mean, as soon as what happened on November, on November oh, my dates are crazy. As soon as what happened on January 6th with all the crazies, again, I'm not condoning violence in any way. I think what happened, breaking into the Capitol, all the stuff that went on is should not have happened. I think it's, it's, it's illegal. They ought to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, okay? Again, do I think it's as bad as some of the news media wants to make you think that it was? No. Okay, there's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> the point is this. What, listen to Jesus. Just because, I, as soon, literally within seconds of that happening, while it was still going on, the news media was trying to portray different things that were happening. Everybody was saying on the on the. On the mainstream media, everybody was saying, this is all Trump. It's his fault. He caused this to happen. He put those people in place, yada, yada, yada. Everybody on the far right said, none of it was Trump. It was all the left's agenda. They did this. They opened up the doors. They had people in place to cut. Is the truth one or the other? Probably not. I, somewhere in the middle. But don't just jump. Just, listen to me. Just because you hear it <laughs> in the news doesn't mean it's true. And here's another one. Just because you see it <laughs> on the news or on Facebook or somebody posts some video does not necessarily mean it's true. Hello? You do understand we live in a technological age where they can create things and show them as though this was actually going on or happening or this was what was behind it. They can make things look like things that aren't. Let me try that again. <laughs> the news media can take, I, I can remember my dad. My dad worked for JEA for 40 years. He was a director when he retired. I can remember him. He would literally, he got to the point where he would not, have any kind of interview with the news media 
The reason being is everything he would say, they would take out of context and make it sound like he was saying something he wasn't saying. Do you think that goes on today even more so? Absolutely. But listen to me. <laughs> there will be horrible plagues and epidemics. That'll happen. They will hunt you down, is what it says, and arrest you, persecute. Both civil and religious authorities will do that. And because, listen to what it says, because you follow me, hello, because we follow Jesus, you will be on trial before kings and governmental leaders as an opportunity to testify to them in my name. Jesus is saying this, if you follow me, chances are you could wind up on trial. <laughs> and it's the opportunity not for us to look at us as we're being persecuted, but it's an opportunity for us to testify of him. In fact, this is another place where he says, don't even worry about what you're going to say. Just trust me to say it. I'll speak through you. I'll give you the words to say. But we've got to be careful that we don't, we don't just jump on these bandwagons. If I say anything to you today, if you get anything out of this, pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is telling you in here. You can hear. You can listen. You can pay attention. Don't just speak something. Don't just jump to conclusions. Don't just say something because somebody else said it, because you saw it happening. Don't just jump on those bandwagons. Be careful what you're saying. Amen? Amen. Be careful. And when I say saying, not just saying, but writing, putting it down, putting it out on Facebook showing or any other social media, just just. Be careful. He'll speak the words to you. You will be hated, down in verse 17. You'll be hated by all because my life is in you. And then, I, see, I, I used to think, why do, why do people persecute Christians? I mean, why does somebody that stands for love, somebody that wants to love their neighbor, somebody that cares for people, somebody that wants to help people, somebody wants to give from their table to help somebody that doesn't happen, somebody, a Christian, ought to be one of the best workers in the whole company, somebody that's standing for what's true and what's holy. Why would people want to persecute that? <laughs> and Jesus said, they're going to persecute you because it's me that's living in you. Did they persecute Jesus? Absolutely. Look at me. It, I, I don't want to be a prophet of doom, but Jesus said it's going to happen. <laughs> Didn't he? I'm just reading what it says. Jesus said they're going to persecute you. Why? Because I live in you. Do you understand darkness doesn't always like light? <laughs> They don't. You will be hated by all because my life is in you. Then look what he says, but don't worry. <laughs> Hello? Don't be anxious. Don't fear. Don't worry. That's the word he's given to us. In the midst of what looks like is the end of everything, Jesus says, don't worry. Trust in him. Be confident. My grace will never desert you or depart from you. Stand, I love this, stand firm with patient endurance and you will find your soul's deliverance. Don't worry, 
Stand firm with patient endurance. Let's jump on down. Jump down to verse 27. It says this. At last, when you see the Son of Man come, surrounded with clouds, with great power and miracles, and the radiance of his splendor, with great glory and praises, I will make you jump for joy, for the time of your full transformation has arrived. In the middle of what we see going on, we should be walking, in a sense, in the midst of joy. Why? Because it's just a sign of what's coming. It's just, it's, I know that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that we can walk in joy and rejoice in the middle of hell breaking loose. Doesn't make sense. But we can do that. Why? Because we got Jesus living in us. Be careful. Let's go on down. Be careful. I'm just hitting some highlights here. We'll be here all night or all day or night and day. Be careful that you, oh boy, this was a good one. Be careful that you never allow your heart to grow cold. Look at me. Do you think Jesus would make the statement, be careful that you don't allow your heart to go cold if it wasn't possible for your heart to go cold? He's telling us we're going to be in situations where it could turn us cold. Jesus says, don't let it happen. Be careful. Be careful you're not caught off guard. Your hearts will be weighed down with carousiness, with drunkenness, with the worries of life. And they'll suddenly take you like a trap. If we're not careful, look at it. If we're not careful, if we don't trust in Jesus, guess where we go? To other spirits. Jesus is saying, don't move over into drunkenness. Don't move over into carousing. Trust me. Don't fear. Don't walk in worry. Don't trust me. Keep, and look at what it says. Keep a constant watch over your soul. Hello? Amen. You want to know one of the best ways to not do that? One of the best ways to not keep a constant watch over your soul? is to fill it with all the other BS that's going on. (laughs) I've said this to you before, and I'm going to say it again, and I'll probably say it to you many other times. If you and I are spending more time on news, listening to the news, on Facebook, reading Facebook, in social media, if we're spending more time doing that than we are going after Jesus, we're going to be in trouble. You're not keeping your soul. You're not watching over your soul. The way you watch over your soul is pay attention to what you're feeding it. Hello? Pay attention to what you're feeding it. Look at me. I sat sat home on the 6th. When was that? Thursday? Wednesday? Wednesday. And I watched probably six hours of all the junk that was going on. (laughs) Huh? <laughs> and I'm telling you something. And I was watching a conservative channel, okay? There is one or two out there still. If that's what you feed you your soul all day long, every day, you're going to be in trouble. I'm not kidding. If, if you stay, do you understand you can watch that stuff 24-7 now? And you know what? They just repeat the same thing about 5,000 times. <laughs> so if we're feeding, if, we're, if what we feed our soul is how it's going to grow, 
If we feed it on junk, it's going to be junk. If we feed it on Jesus, it's going to look like Jesus. If we feed it on prayer, if we spend, see, my, my position is this. If I spend as much time praying, if I spend as much time in the Bible, if I spend as much time reading the Word of God, as I spend as much time thinking about and meditating on Jesus and who He is, if I spend at least as much time doing that as I do plugged into all the other stuff, I'm at least taking care of my soul. If I'm not, you're in trouble. I'm just telling you, you're in trouble if you spend all day long listening and reading this junk. Because that's what a lot of it is. It's just junk. Keep a constant watch over your soul. How do you do that? By paying attention to what you're doing. We have to be careful to what we listen to. Don't we can't we can't just buy into this stuff. Okay. And I'm I'm kind of shifting gears a little bit. The Bible in 1 Corinthians 13 talks about love. And it says that love conquers. Let's try it again. Love conquers all. You believe that? If we want to do battle, <laughs> I want to plug into the, to the side that's going to conquer all. Don't you? Love conquers all. All, all of our fieriness, all of our anger, all of our getting mad, all of our just spouting off junk doesn't conquer. Love conquers all. Love. We got to keep that in front of ourselves. We got to keep before ourselves that we're that it's love. The other thing I'm going to say, you've heard me say over the past number of months as we were talking about warfare that we're in, we. We do, please pay attention to this. Get it down. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. What's flesh and blood? People. <laughs> People. Paul is saying in Ephesians, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, our fight is not with People. Get it. We got to get it. And here, you know, when somebody says something stupid, like some of the stuff we see being said, the first thing in us, if we're not careful, is we want to we fire up and fight them back. Am I the only one? Our fight's not with other people. Our fight is never flesh and blood. It's with principle. You know, here's the problem. When you're in the middle of it, it looks a lot like people. <laughs> Doesn't it? When you're fighting with your spouse, that looks like a person. Oh, I'm glad none of you said amen. <laughs> I didn't even see any elbows going then. The left-wing liberals are not our enemy. The demonic spirit behind them is. We're not going to win the battle if we're fighting the wrong thing. We have to fight against the principalities, against the powers, against wickedness in high places. Our warfare is with the demonic. Our warfare is against evil. It's not against people. We got we if not, we got to learn that if we're fighting people we're fighting the wrong thing. 
Jesus said we can be more than conquerors. He said he's given us all authority. The devil, look at Satan doesn't have a, the only authority that the enemy has is what's given to him. We have authority over him. We don't have to put up. We can pray. We can stand against the principalities and powers and, and win this thing. Okay? We don't fight against people. All right, I'm going I'm to read something to you. And this is, this is something we got to get. Paul says this in Timothy, in the Passion Translation. Most of all, I'm writing to encourage you to pray with gratitude to God. Pray for all men and women. <laughs> with all forms of prayer, all kinds of prayer, pray for them. Pray with request as you intercede with intense passion. It's, look at, it's okay to get passionate about this. <laughs> It's okay to have passion about what you believe, but pray with passion, intercede for them. And here's what he says, and pray for every Christian political leader. Is that what he says? Pray for all the political leaders that you like. <laughs> What's that? No, there ain't many. <laughs> Wouldn't take long to pray if that's what we were praying. <laughs> pray. pray for, and I don't want to joke too much about this because this is truth, folks. Pray for every political leader and representative so that we would be able to live tranquil undeserved lives as we worship the all-inspiring God with a pure heart. Do, we want, do you want to live in peace? Pray for your leaders. I, I don't, it doesn't matter whether you voted for them or not. Pray for them. We're exhorted to pray for them. We're exhorted to intercede on their behalf. Pray that they make wise decisions. Look at me. Do you understand... Do you understand that somebody can get into politics and be a leader in politics, have a certain agenda in their mind of what they want to happen? Do you understand that God can overrun that? Yes. <laughs> Do you understand that without them even knowing it or acknowledging it, they can just start saying things that they don't even agree with? The Holy Spirit can speak through them. The Holy Spirit can change their hearts. The Holy Spirit can bring laws to pass that need to be brought to pass. The Holy Spirit can stop laws from being passed that they're wanting to pass. Pray. we got to pray. We have to intercede. That's what we're being called to. Here's another one. This is a great one too, man. We just all, we just love this one. Show proper respect to everyone. This is Peter. Show proper respect. One of the things that respecting someone does is it stops you from name calling. It stops you from calling people out. And, and, and not, not, when I say name calling, I don't mean calling their name out. It stops you from speaking against them in negative words. It calls you from, from lumping them into these agendas. If you're calling somebody an idiot, you're probably not walking in the flow of the Spirit. They may be idiots. 
<laughs> but we speak the truth how? In love. We, we got to get that, folks. As, as we respond, we got to respond to whatever happens. I, you know, people are still holding out hope for this and hope for that. Look at me. Jesus, on, on January the 6th and on November the 3rd and on January the 20th, it's coming up. Jesus is still Lord. With me? Jesus, God still reigns. God's still on the throne. Jesus is still Lord. Look at me. None of this has taken him by surprise. He's not, Jesus isn't walking around heaven with God the Father and the Holy Spirit talking to each other going, oh my God, can you believe what's happening down there? We got to get this thing under control. What are we going to do? Oh, the end of the world's coming. Oh no, what, what? they're not doing that. Jesus is Lord. He's going to he's always going to be Lord. He's never going to stop being Lord. Love the family of believers. This is still Peter. Fear God, honor the emperor. Hello. Let's try that one. Honor the emperor. You understand when Peter was writing this about honoring the emperor, that the emperor wasn't a great, fun-loving, wonderful guy that loved all Christians? You do understand that, right? The emperor at that time when he's writing this, the emperor was persecuting Christians, and yet Peter still says, we're supposed to honor him? we got to get this down, folks. We lived through four years four years ago, or we lived through eight years four years ago. <laughs> When most of us didn't necessarily agree with the political agenda that was happening then. And I'm telling you, listen to me. There's a lot of Christians that spent much more time talking against the president than they did praying for him. We have to be careful. I don't care who gets in office. We have to be careful. We have to honor the king. We honor somebody whether we agree with them or not. Hello? We honor somebody whether they're righteous or not. We honor them whether they're making the right decisions or not. We honor them whether... See, I'll give you an example. Didn't, didn't God say one of the commandments was to make this statement, honor your mother and your father? Remember that? He didn't say honor them if they're good, honor, if they're worthy of honor. Did he? He didn't say honor your parents if they're good parents. He said honor your parents. We, we have to honor them with whether they're doing right or doing wrong. We still honor them. Now, that doesn't mean we just give in to what they're doing. If a parent, is a child's in a parental, in a, in a situation where they're being abused, they, that doesn't mean they got to just, because they honor them, doesn't mean you got to stand there and put up with it. Does that make sense? But we can still honor we can still honor, I don't care who gets in, we're called to honor them. Romans 13 says this, every person must submit to and support the authorities over him. God, don't, don't, don't you just wish some of the Bible had been left out? <laughs> That's one of those verses I'd strike out. If it was the King Bob version, it wouldn't have that one in there. <laughs> Hello? Boy, there's a, there, we could go down that path. 
why would why would why would God say that? I gotta honor them and support them. And look what it says. For there can be no authority in the universe except by God's appointment, which means that every authority that exists has been instituted by God. I'll let you work that one out. Here's my last, my last, um, whatever you want to call this I'm doing. <laughs> Here's my last point. If we're not careful, as conservatives, as I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> if we're not careful, we can think that in America, that that there's that America is equivalent to being part of the kingdom of God, that being American is equal to being a Christian. And somehow or another, they're equated. Somehow or another, there's this nationalism that goes on in our country that's, that says that, you know, America it believes America's like God's chosen people. You with me? Do you understand everybody on the planet is God's chosen people? He loves them all. I, I know that's hard to fathom, but he does. He he loves everybody. He died for everybody. He loves them. He loves people we disagree with. He loves our, he loves our enemies. I think Jesus said for we're supposed to love our enemies. <laughs> I, another one I would scratch out if it was my version. I don't want to love my enemies. But we're called to love our enemies. We're called to love. Why? Because love conquers all. Love conquers all. Jesus made this statement. This is uh, Jeff's favorite verse we found out Tuesday night. <laughs> In Matthew 6.33. He makes this statement. Seek first the kingdom of God. I love America. I love the fact that I was born in America. I love the United States. I love the freedoms that we have here. I love what our but people through the last centuries have died for so we can have those freedoms. I am, I am full-blown American, okay? But I am fuller-blown the kingdom of God. I am, when the kingdom of God comes in opposition with the kingdom of America, I'm going to stand on the side of the kingdom of God. Amen. And we're supposed to seek him first, seek his kingdom first. And then what happens? Then all these other things will be added unto you. There's one kingdom, folks, and I, it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what political persuasion you are. There's one kingdom that we're supposed to be going after, and that's the kingdom of God. And when we portray anything or say anything or do anything by our actions that's contrary to what the kingdom of God is, then we're going against who we're supposed to be following. You with me? 
We, we can, you understand, we can say and do things that are right, <laughs> that seem right in our own eyes, that are still not right in the eyes of God. Sometimes we can stand up and fight things that we think are our rights when they may not be our rights. <laughs> God's called us to seek Him first. Go after him. When we're going after him with everything that's in our heart, when I'm following him and pursuing him and spending time with him, I'm going to love all. Now look at me. That doesn't mean I'm not going to say something against tyranny. It doesn't mean I'm not going to say something that's against people that are speaking falsehoods. Look, one of the things we have in this country that they didn't that they didn't enjoy when Paul and Peter was writing this. We live in a form of government that's a democracy. We get to voice our opinions here. They may be wrong. <laughs> Just throw that in for a thought. But we get to voice them. We get to vote for those in leadership. We get, we get to stand. We get to stand up for what we think is right. We get to take a stand. We can protest. We can't break laws. We can't do violence. But we can protest against what's happening. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that we can't do that. Why? Because we live in an environment where legally we can. So we can still do that. We just have to be certain that we're doing it in a spirit of love, not hatred. Not out of bitterness, not out of anger. And that's hard to do sometimes. I understand. I listen to some of this stuff, and it makes my blood pressure go up. <laughs> I wouldn't want to... I, I, I did not put a blood pressure machine on me Thursday, Wednesday when I was watching all that stuff. Are you with me? We, we have to take a stand on truth and righteousness and holiness. We take stand on those things, but we do them in love. Do you understand that the fair, in Jesus' day that the Pharisees, they took stands on things that they thought was right, but yet they weren't doing it in love? We have, to, we have to walk in the spirit of Christ, which is the spirit of Jesus. And understand, we just have to, I'm just going to tell you, it doesn't matter who gets inaugurated on January 20th, God's still on the throne. The church isn't going anywhere. In fact, as of anything, it's going to bloom, it's going to blossom. Mark that down, okay? Many people on the far side over here want you to think that if this doesn't happen, the church is doomed. The church isn't doomed. In fact, it's the church generally throughout Scripture, throughout history, the church has blossomed when under persecution. Read your stories. Read history. Right now, the church in China, they don't have the rights in China to stand up and protest and do the things we get the freedoms to do. And yet the church in China is doing better right now than it's ever done in the history of China. People are getting coming to Christ by the thousands. They, they just have to do it underground. What if we have to go underground? I don't want to. I like being able to do this openly and freely. But if we have to, that's what we do. And the church is still going to prosper. It's not the end of the kingdom of God. It's still going to go forward. It's still going to move forward. And we get to still seek his kingdom in the middle of all the other junk that's going on. Keep our eyes on Jesus. This, I'm going to read this to you and we're going to close. 
This is an old hymn that yesterday just started, I mean, out of nowhere. I haven't thought of this hymn in forever. This is an old hymn that just has been, just been stirring in me that I've been singing quietly. <laughs> Y'all better be glad that it was quietly. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils its lo his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. And every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, his covenant, his blood supports me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives away, he and then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with the trumpet sound, O oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Amen. We got to stand on him, folks. We stand on him. You want me to? Okay, you ready? <laughs> Why don't you want to sing it for us? No, okay. <laughs> Let's stand up. Thank you, Jesus. Dad, we just confess and speak that our hope is built on nothing less than you, Lord, on Jesus' blood and his righteousness. Lord, our hope is not in this government. Our hope is not in our political leaders. Our hope is not in the Republicans or the Democrats. Our hope is not in the judicial system our hope is in you Lord you are a rock we can stand on we dare not trust in any other than you Lord our confidence is in you our hope is in you our faith is in you Nothing is better than you, Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you that you have taken your residence in us. Thank you for the promises of your word. You said you would lead us into all truth. But you said that even when we're persecuted, to not trust in our own selves and worry about what we're going to say, but we can trust in you and who you are thank you Lord thank you that we are always triumph in you Lord thank you that you said we are more than conquerors in Christ thank you that we can walk in victory Lord thank you that we can have joy Lord in the middle of persecution in the middle of tests and trials we can still walk in joy we can still walk in peace Lord 
Thank you that our confidence is in you. And Dad, we just, we pray right now, Lord. We pray for this country. Lord, we pray for freedom, Father. We pray for freedom in Christ. We pray that the church in this country will unite together. We pray that the church would rise up and, and proclaim the kingdom of God. Dad, help us to stand. Help us to stand for righteousness and for holiness, Lord. Help us to pray, Dad. Remind us to pray. Remind us to intercede on the behalf of all. Thank you, Lord. And I just, in, in, in Jesus' name, I just, I break every curse that's been spoken about how 2021 is going to be worse than 2020. <laughs> I, I break those curses in Jesus' name. Dad, we have life, we have freedom, we have victory, we have joy, we have peace, we have liberty in you, Lord. And we trust in you. Our confidence is in you, Dad. All the other stuff <laughs> is sinking sand. Dad, we choose to build our house on the rock. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. 